0: and welcome to another episode of the Until Dawn podcast. As always, my name is Coy and with me is my wife, Felicia.
1: Hello. I was really excited when Scott and Amber from Ghostly Talk reached out to see if we wanted to do a podcast with them.
0: Yeah, I always enjoy talking to Scott and Amber from Ghostly Talk ever since we met them at the Haunted America conference, what, like three years ago? Yeah, and every year, we kind of always get together and sit down and just talk, catch up, because it's kind of one of those situations. They live so much, so far away, I guess, really from us, that it's not someone we get to, you know, see on a regular basis. So we always enjoy, you know, catching up, and we kind of made almost made it a habit now of all getting together and recording an episode and we always after the conference kind of put that out as our what what they always call swap cast but uh, of course since we didn't get together this year we didn't get that opportunity
1: i am so glad that we got the chance to talk with them and record this episode
0: and ghosty talk just in case anybody doesn't know they're probably one of the i guess i want to say probably one of the oldest paranormal podcasts that i know of there there may be other ones i know but they've probably been doing it the longest that I know of. They started in 2002, which, I mean, I think at that point, it was probably almost completely an internet-based show. I started show. Saying
1: like, internet.
0: Right. Uh, now, they're everywhere you can think of. Uh, they're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and if you go to their website, ghostlytalk.com, I'm sure they'll have links to any of the other places that they're at.
1: And if you have not listened to their podcast before you definitely need to go back and download like some of their episodes they always have the most interesting and amazing guests
0: all right so let's take a quick break and you guys enjoy the Swapcast.
2: a sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed a chill at the back of the neck groans creaks and bumps in the night man has always been frightened by the dark troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding welcome back to ghostly talk this is scott l this is amber what a fun night we had
3: fun night Funite, we what a night we got to hang out with Koi and Felicia from, the Until, from the Until Dawn podcast,
2: fantastic podcast, and they all it's a wonderful <laughs> podcast. You have to watch. you have to listen to it. <laughs> so, of it's, their, it's, it's oh fabulous. my god, oh my god,
3: all of their episodes can be found on, of course, all the usual places, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, any podcast app you use. Just search Until Dawn, and they have uh, a number of episodes out there that they've done. That are super cool and fun to listen to. And it's a husband and wife duo. Yeah, power couple like uh, us. And we met them at Troy's event, the couple Haunted America ago. Conference. Yeah. And immediately liked them. And then the one thing I liked about Coy, he came up to and he was wearing a flag nor fail. I think it was a hat.
2: Well, one thing I want to, directly if you want to get it, you know, check these guys out. You can go to facebook.com slash until dawn podcast. Yeah. i run together. That's one place you can find them at. They're all over the place though.
3: And a lot of people do not know what flag nor fail is because it's a small clothing.
2: Because you're not a motherfucking
3: piece. Okay. Well, if you know Rob Bailey- and his lovely wife, Dana Bailey, Dana Lynn Bailey, um, she is like one of the most amazing female bodybuilders out there. I don't think she looks gross. I know like there's a lot of people that oh, have opinions. She's one of the
2: best athletes in the world
3: um, that right. have opinions. Dana she Lynn is,
2: Bailey is amazing.
3: She's not disgusting. She's not on roids, as a lot of people no, like to say. She's
2: all natty. When you all natty. When
3: you lift weights almost like your whole life. Like, you can grow muscle, even as a girl, and when you have an impeccable diet. But anyway, I digress. So we had this flag nor fail, sh- uh, I think, it shirt or pad on. I don't remember. And I was like, oh, my God, Dana do you're a DLB fan? And then we just started talking right away, and... And I was like, "Oh, he's cool. We got to hang out with him later." And then his wife is super cool, yeah, Felicia. Awesome. They're built amazing people. So then uh, Felicia loves Disney. So of course, then I oh, we I, got, remember, I remember
2: that conversation. Yeah, so That's why I got left on, the room. Like I'm out of here.
3: We got on a conversation about Disney, like Disney World. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily obsessed with like Disney characters. It's the parks that I love. And uh, so anyway, it's then I didn't come up on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it just didn't go that way. And you know I almost the show no no, I almost asked Felicia if she had any interest in going to Disney World right now during covid because I just talked to someone who I work with who goes like multiple times a year she gets a season pass and she her she had a trip scheduled for September and she canceled it even though on all the blogs and everything she's like it looks like an amazing time to be at Disney. Yes, you have to wear a mask, but like the longest wait time is fifteen minutes there's half the amount of people in the park so you're not being bombarded and then they are enforcing the mask thing with stormtroopers it doesn't get cooler than that i don't almost want to take the mask off just to see if a stormtrooper came out of nowhere like oh, choo- i don't know what they would say to me it'd be some star worrying thing halt yeah please place mask back on face i don't know but anyway
2: so that was what you guys you guys talked about a lot was disney sure but that's wonderful we had the honor of having these two on the show tonight. It was fantastic. Uh, love the show. Love their podcast. Love these people, too. They're they're wonderful. And we're really bummed. You know, we, we we had a great thing going there for two years in a row, at least, where we got to see them once a year at Troy Taylor's conference down there in Alton. Unfortunately, this year, as we know, that didn't happen because of this little pandemic going on.
3: Little pandemic.
2: And I've been meaning to, I've really been wanting to have a conversation with them and just catch up and see what was going on. And we got to do that with Coy and Felicia Pittman from the Until Dawn podcast. Enjoy.
3: Had Koi and Felicia on I think in Alton Illinois. That was a couple s- couple years ago. Two years, probably yeah. all slightly buzzed in a hotel room, there screaming was, at a microphone.
2: I think way more than slightly buzzed, but yeah. Yes, I know, yeah we so
3: now a- we have them back to so they sound professionally like professional and polished and uh, well. They look it, too, because we saw them briefly on yeah, Skype. Yeah,
2: yeah, and we, don't, we we tend to shy away from the video they thing. They both yeah. have great hair. They got great hair. <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in five months, nor a beard trim in five months. Uh, that's why we don't uh, do the video stuff here, no. guys. That's everyone would be scared I, of Scott's I, bell I, mullet. I look like, I look like, my bell mullet? Yeah, what it's like a little about? bell. It's just, oh my, my hair's curly. Yeah, but
3: it's it's like turning into a
2: bell shape. Yeah, and that's what you keep, you and Tony were saying that the other night, too. <laughs> my, hair, my hair looks like a bell now. I'm like, it's just it's curly, and I don't do anything with it, so... Yeah. You guys look great though. Uh, we got to see Thank you briefly. You. Thank you. Uh, we love your show. And we, we've had the pleasure, as Amber mentioned, not once, but hanging out with you guys a couple of times down in Alton, Illinois at Troy Taylor's conference. Um, and we're really bummed uh, for the obvious this year that we couldn't get down there and hang out with everybody again. But as we all know, uh, this whole weird pandemic thing's happening. So that was kind of a bummer for all of us.
1: Yeah, yeah it really was. We We always look forward to that.
3: So have you guys been doing anything? Like, how how has your lockdown and COVID experience been down in Missouri? <laughs> how your
2: COVID experience
3: yeah. <laughs> been? Right. We have
1: done nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: we have this weird thing where Koi works for the government. So they actually lock us down even more. Oh, wow. They put up restrictions. So thanks to his job, yeah. we've been stuck.
0: Yeah, for me, it's it was business as normal. I'm a essential employee. So I was going to work no matter what
2: oh wow! so that that so you've been going into work, you haven't been working remotely or anything like that
0: no i can't I can't do my job remotely, really, so yeah, I have to be there at the hospital and oh my goodness
2: every day i i this is why I mean even though I, today was one of those days for a lot of reasons, but today was a grind for me um but I work from home right now, and I do have to say. When I hear something like that, it's like, okay, I am truly blessed because you have guys like you who are considered essential employees, also, millet, well, government employee too, that are going, that have to go out every day, and that's got to be a total grind. So, yeah, thank you for doing that, man. I appreciate it oh no problem so yeah it's and this whole thing is just there's a you know you're not the only one there's a lot of people that are out there doing that and it's one thing um uh, you know i've talked to all other people that you know they've had they have pounded right through this thing they haven't stopped they put the mask on and they went to work every day and i think that's something that uh you know a lot of people you know, i mean a lot of people are neglecting that or they're just not paying much attention to the people that are out there that have to go to work every day and they've been working right through this whole thing some people are bummed because they're unemployed, and that's the, that's the ugly the other ugly side of this thing. So yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. It's awful how it's affect really how it's affected people in yeah. much worse ways than that even.
2: And you're kind of yeah. Damn, I, go ahead, fully. I think I had to
1: take like six weeks off because I'm a hairstylist, so they closed uh, us down. Yep. Yeah. And it's self employment, so it's like I could apply for stuff really, So.
2: I think the way I'm going right now, the next time I get a haircut, it might be from you and Alton next year. (laughs) Hey, let's do it. Yeah, please. (laughs) Whatever, Amber. Be a bigger bell. It ain't going to be a big, it's going to be a bigger bell at all. Be like
3: the Liberty Bell on your head.
2: (laughs) So we were getting, we were doing some prep for this thing and- you you mentioned or i mean maybe both you mentioned this there's some weird connection and i really was curious to talk about this there's some weird connection of one of the first paranormal books that is i guess that i read or amber read i'm not sure uh and it had to do with felicia's grandmother am i correct please yeah i want to hear about this was it directed towards me or amber though
1: it was you so that book the one that you say got you into the paranormal the haunted houses
2: haunted houses by larry Kettlecamp.
1: yes i actually have it right in front of me (laughs) oh far out You were talking about it one day on the podcast, and Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh my gosh, my grandparents' their farm is in that book." So I thought that was pretty crazy. What? It's like a poltergeist story from Missouri. That would be my family.
2: Yeah, and it's been a long time since I read the book again, but I, it's all kind of hazing back in now. But it's 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 it's, that book's kind of it's a it's a strange layout in the book. It's a cool layout because it gets into like different phenomenon. Poltergeist obviously is one of them. And that's one of the stories. Yeah. Like you mentioned that they kind of uses an Well, that Larry Kettlecamp uses as an example. Um, yeah. That's a really super cool book. So that was, that was your grandmother's farm. You said.
1: Yeah. My, yeah. Holy crap. Wow. So what happened?
3: What was their situation with their poltergeist?
2: Now we have the firsthand account.
1: Right. So they think <laughs> it was based around my aunt's Betty. Cause the activity was really helpful. Around her a lot. I think she was like 12 or 13 at the time. So
3: that's like the ideal poltergeist
2: age. What's well, that age? I'm ready to run and grab a book right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know a lot about it, but yeah. I know like with hers, it wasn't just happening at the house, it was like different locations she would go to, stuff would happen there, like out in stores, yeah. at other people's houses.
3: So was that story, was that, is that kind of a nationally known story or did this author just happen to interview your grandma and get the story for his book?
1: So I think what happened was he was actually interviewing some people that came down from Duke university to investigate their house,
2: Larry, which is crazy because
1: this happened in like what the fifties, right? You know, back then, especially Southern Missouri, you don't tell people you have a ghost in your house, Yeah, (laughs) you know? So that's why I
2: always believed my grandma when she told me the stories. Larry Kettle camps from Illinois, so I mean he's not. Is he? that, I didn't even know yeah, that he's not that far away. Well, here, while while we're on that subject, I might as well talk about this a little bit. So this was earlier this year; it may have been pre-pandemic. Go grab that book, Amber. It's a, it's a, there's a, there's a couple copies sitting, you know, in the archives on the other side of the wall. We we have a couple. Co- it's funny because we've had people over the because I was talking about this book back in the early days of this show, right? Right. So I, it's been really heart touching because. We, we used to go to conferences, a lot more conferences back in the day. we go to conferences and stuff like that, and we'd bump into people, and they, I got multiple copies of this book now in all different shapes, like all its different wears yes. and tears from people saying, you know, I listen to the show, and you say that that was like the first book and like your favorite book on the paranormal you ever read. So I have a copy, and I want to give it to you. So a bunch of people did that. So we have like several copies of the thing awesome. strewn about the house. Um, earlier this year, I don't know why I – didn't do it in the early days. Maybe it's because I just didn't have any confidence, but I decided to reach out to Larry. Well, do a bit of research and try to get in contact with Larry Kettlecamp, Right. And yeah. I went through a handful of Facebook accounts uh, of what I thought were relatives, which I did talk to a couple people. I add, you know, these, this has got to be, you know a picture being on the other end of this thing like some random dude that looks like me adds you on Facebook the fact that they added me back was insanity <laughs> right and i said hey are you related to larry kettlecamp and one of the young ladies is like yeah he's my he's my uncle and i'm like oh well you know i'm looking i'm trying to find this dude i mean i didn't even know if he was still alive or not to be honest right. it was there wasn't a lot of like you know there wasn't like a larry kettlecamp fan site or anything like that out there so i managed to actually get an email address And, uh, talk to the man himself and we, it started out, I mean, I was simple. I'm like, Hey, listen, I got a long story. I'll keep it brief, but you know, this is, you know, your book haunted houses. I read, I, I, it made me fall in love and get interested in the paranormal when I was very young. And you've been kind of an inspiration for the stuff I've done since then. And I, you know, God, it would be an honor to have you on the show. And we had a really great conversation on email back and forth, talking about ideas about what the, he was really excited to talk to me. He Well, he's clearly an author cause he loves to type, right? right. So he, yeah. he was typing like three page emails to me, which I was, I still I kept them cause they're great. It's great reading about ideas that he's had recently and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, Mr. Kettlecamp, I go this is fantastic. Would you I'd love to have you on the show. I mean it, it's super non. You know, we're not no shock jocks. It's totally laid back and here's our credentials and everything and he's like, "No, I don't want to be on the show." <laughs> I'm like, Gosh. I'm like no, "You're killing me here, dude. Come on, man." <laughs> um, but he just wasn't interested in, in doing any type of show. Like that. he wasn't interested in coming in and talking to us. And I, I mean, I respect that. I don't hold that against him in any way whatsoever. Totally cool. And I still respect the man and love the man, but I have some really great emails. And maybe if I'm feeling saucy, maybe one of these days I'll break them out. And maybe, I mean, I like to ask him before, if I was going to do something like that and read some of the stuff that he talked about, because it was a great conversation I had with him, at least on email, I would have loved to have him on the show. So there's a lot, Amber is like over here, like, what do you stare what do you
3: I was re- looking at the st- I found the story. Oh, you found the story? Yeah, was what? was it Mr. and Mrs. Clinton Ward? Yes. That's uh-huh. Them. Okay. Yep, found it.
2: Okay. And then yeah, she's got a copy of that right in front of us. So that book really is special and it's always found its way uh, you know, into the lore of our show, I guess it's something I've always brought up, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I just love that book. It's there's fantastic. an
3: illustration, I guess the illustrations were done by Larry Kittle, Kettle Camp too, and they're kind of cute. And this book was published in 1969. Yeah, it's an old book by Weekly Reader, which I don't know when the weekly, like, I don't, it seems like they had a a book order that you could get stuff from, and I don't know how when that started because they had that in elementary school, like in the 80s when I was there, but I don't know. Um, how prevalent that was like in decades before that you know. had book orders at school. I don't know. So I don't think a, it ever really came out in a
2: hardcover edition. It's well, not a very no, long book.
3: No, but there's a cute illustration of a lady sitting on a couch and it says, suddenly the room was full of flying walnuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, so something happened that involved flying walnuts.
2: Definitely a small world, I have to say, when it comes to that. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh, we got to talk about this thing. I had a feeling it was about... Haunted houses, because that's the only book I really, really jams right. on, uh, on on the show. As far as something I, you know, I've read a bunch of bunch of books on the paranormal. That's just the one that stuck with me. It just for some reason, and maybe because it was the first one, mm.
0: um,
2: but it's just a book that it was. It, I've said this before. Um, it's just a really good book to read. You know, even if even now I think is it just it's. You know, it's kind of short to the point and it's easy to digest. It gets into some science-y kind of nerdy stuff, but you get to read mm-hmm. cool ghost stories too. It's got it all. It's a fantastic little book. Yeah, I think I it's love wonderful. That book. I wish we could get him on. I'm really bummed about that still. I'm just I'm just <laughs> that totally would be bummed. So cool. I would have loved just, it. I'm impressed you found him. yeah, I, I well, I it was like I said, I did a lot of creeping around. <laughs> and I and I say creeping with a capital C. I'm like, look, I'm just trying to find this guy. Is he is he even still alive? <laughs> you know, and he and he's very I think he's like in his late 80s now. Uh, so he's up there, but he's sharp as a tack. I just, you know, like I said, he can, he can type, but he just doesn't want to talk. So maybe maybe yeah. one of these, I can kind of man do it. I I may, I may reach out to him again. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that though. It's so cool to hear that. It's such a small world. Um, yeah. Now, one thing you guys mentioned too, uh, and that I'm, it's something I think we've been talking about a lot lately. And I think I'm becoming more and more of a drooling hippie these days. So it's something that I kind of support as far as one way, but it's the gadgets thing with the paranormal, right? And yeah. you know, studying. I guess. I guess specifically, uh, with you know, ghost observing whatever you want. I hate, you know, Doug said that years ago, ghost hunting is such a, such a kind of a negative misomer. I think on, on, uh, on this field, like ghost hunting like, we're not hunting anything. We're just observing right. it's something. Um, but gadgets though, as far as that's concerned, do you, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, do you guys use any type of equipment when you go out?
0: We, we do. I mean, but it's really like, you know, digital cameras, recorders, um, Initially, I was definitely really, really big into the into the gadgets. And you know, you
1: start out, you're like, I got to buy everything. I'm going to spend my whole paycheck on this. Right. Yeah. We
0: don't need food. It's ramen this week. Like, <laughs> I got to get this new, you know, grid thing. But the more that we do it, the you know, I'm like, eh, I don't want to take that stuff. I'm not going to take that. I'll grab my camera and my recorder, and and just go. Yeah.
3: And I think that's. And, I think that's like. The pattern a lot of people are are taking, especially people that have been doing this for a long time, like fifteen right. plus years. They're like, okay, I just want an experience now. I don't need like to watch my thing dip for reasons I don't even I'm, I don't even understand. Because <laughs> right, a lot exactly. of ghost hunters, sadly, I mean, I, I can't say that I understand all the equipment I have perfectly, like I, I, the ins and outs of an EMF detector, um, all that stuff. I, I, okay, did something? Well, how do I know that's a ghost? Well, I know right. it's, I know what I see because I, I know I'm not crazy. So if suddenly I see something wispy in front of me, or something grabs my shoulder and squeezes, that's an experience. I can't prove it to anyone, but it's. I, I think that's just what happens as you age in the paranormal. Well, <laughs> so, you become age.
0: Yeah, it becomes. I think it really becomes much more about the personal experience rather than trying to jump out there and look, everybody, look what I got.
3: Yeah. You don't have to prove anything anymore. Right. Well, I mean,
1: maybe it's... People don't believe you if you try to prove something, you know? People are so skeptical of everything. Yep. I don't know. I just kind of... I feel like I was getting lost in my equipment. Like, I was staring down the whole time and missing what's happening. Was like The investigation was passing me by while I'm sitting here staring at a camera, you know?
2: Well, I think uh, maybe the thing with this, though, too... And it raises a couple of points and questions, I think, for everybody here. Amber, you mentioned this, you mentioned that, you know, that after a while, you just, I mean, I know we've done that. We just kind of stopped bringing all the gear. Um, Is it it a matter, and I'll use the L word, is it a matter matter of like, okay, look, I'm tired of breaking my ass here. I'm getting a little lazy. I'll bring my camera and my recorder, right? Or is it, uh, Felicia, you just mentioned that, right? Is it that if you have a handful of years doing this and you go through, like I've said, a lot of times you go through the, all the movements of this thing where you start out as a pure believer. I think a lot of people start out as a pure believer over time. You become a bit skeptical. And then over time you may even become cynical. Right. Um, yeah. I think you get to a point. I know I did where it's like, okay, you know what? i maybe when I started on this adventure, you know, I did want to prove something. I had something to prove. Like I wanted to prove the existence of the afterlife. That was our mission statement uh, when we were kids. And now I think it's just a matter of like, I don't have anything to prove to anybody and I don't owe anybody a damn thing. So if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to do it for me, right? And that doesn't, and if that means I (laughs) see something, something just pops up in front of me in a hallway somewhere and says, hi, I'm a ghost. How are you? Here's proof in front of you right now, and that's the end of it. And I didn't have enough time to get my camera up or get a recording of it in any way, to get some type of artifact of it. Right? Well, mm-hmm. tough shit. <laughs> I—that's I, how I feel about it now. It's like I don't really right. feel like I have to. I'm not trying to sell a picture to the National Enquirer or whatever, or, or the Sun or whatever it is. Uh, that's that's bottom feeding in my opinion. Right. And I, and I mean, I'm not saying that's what everybody's goal is either, but I think that's just what it comes down to is over time. And I mean, I'm, I want to hear what everybody else has to say about this too. Uh, That's my observation is just, I think I personally, and I know I'm not alone. I don't have anything to prove. I don't really, I I do this because I still care about the field and I care about stuff that I can't really explain. And what do you guys think? (laughs) Everybody out there,
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think, yeah, when you get, like you said, when you get started, it's, you know, it's like this happened to me. I've got to tell, you know, stand on the biggest mountain and tell everybody and make and get you to believe what I believe. But over time, the more you're involved in it, you realize I don't need everybody else to believe what I believe. Not everybody's going to experience everything that I experience and it becomes more about your personal experience. And you know, delving deeper into that, whatever your end goal may be for yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's why I mentioned like the drooling hippie that I'm becoming because to me now, and we're not out there very often anymore. We got, we got very busy lives. Um, When I do go out, I don't even bring a camera anymore. I don't even bring a recorder. I bring myself. And that's what some of the greatest people I've talked to in this field have said when I, I've asked that question, Hey, so what should I, you know, what? what, you know, what are the tricks and the tools, you know? And they're like, your senses, your, the senses that you were b- given when you were born, those are the greatest tools you can take anywhere to detect okay. something. Um, and that's kind of what I rely on now personally. And that is, a, in what I think when you get into that, then your entire day can be an investigation, I think. I, I think we all know that this is about the subtleties and the strange things that happen in life, right? It isn't just, well, we, we're going to go out on Friday night at seven o'clock and we're going to investigate this place until 11 o'clock and then, well, we're off the clock. <laughs> so we don't, we don't look at anything anymore. I think that once you get into that territory of, okay, I'm just going to observe things all around me all the time. Then every every minute of the day is an investigation. When you're at work, uh, when you're when you're out at the park, when you're hiking, wherever it may be, you're doing whatever activity you're doing. I think that's when you you need to be paying attention all the time. I think, and it's those little things that that fly by you. And then you mentioned that uh, a second ago, Felicia, that you were immersed in your equipment. You know, you were just looking down at your equipment the whole time, uh, right. And you weren't looking up, like you know, experiencing what's in front of you. And yeah, I think we've all been through that. And it's very, it's very eerie that you said that, because it just ties right in with you know the. I don't, is it a problem, Amber? With I guess with the smartphone thing, right? Which we've we've done plenty of shitting on on this show, but it's the same idea. I mean, you know, a lot of people. Just, I mean, it happened two days ago in a parking lot. Somebody's sitting there looking at their phone and if I hadn't have seen them, they'd have been, they'd have been road cheese, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's that idea too. So, I mean, I guess it, it applies and it, you've kind of, you kind of pulled that together for me, Felicia is, um, you can get immersed in that. So why not just make the whole day an investigation? I guess it's just my thoughts on it. You know, when, when you, when you, when you play it in that context is your, your senses, I guess. Right, Amber?
3: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i think if you learn do you I, concur Amber? i think if you learn to like okay i the people that i know that have pulled back from using all kinds of equipment they're getting more into the consciousness side of things meditation well, that's what i'm saying the drooling kind hippies. of well they don't why are they drooling
2: well drooling hi- drooling don't, don't hippies drool
3: i don't think i don't think a lot of them do
2: <laughs> I, I don't,
3: don't. see I don't. felicia's a hippie she'll drool
2: oh i'm sorry i didn't know you were a hippie
3: so i'm working on it (laughs) so i i think you can learn learn like skills to improve those our our own senses if that's what you mean like every day and i think that not just would would it help you maybe add an investigation or pick up on the finer things in life it can help you cope and be a better person, I think, and learn how to manage your, your own emotions and well, self. Just Meditation alone has been proven
2: to reduce a ton of negative stuff in the human body. Well, I'm, I was talking more on the awareness side. I mean, Felicia- Well, and, and Coy, meditation
3: brings out awareness well, yeah. as
2: well. I mean, here's an example. And I mean, you guys chiming. I, mean, I know you've had experience like this. Um, what What's an easy one? Like, uh, you ever be thinking about somebody like it's a Tuesday, and you're th- and you're going about your day, and someone you haven't seen in many years pops in your head, just just randomly, just one of those thoughts hmm. that comes that comes and goes. It's like, oh hey, what's up? And that thought of that person comes and goes, and then the day a day later, you bump into that person at the gas station or something like that. Has that ever happened to you guys? Either one of yeah. you? Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you could easily. I, you could easily write that off. Well, it's just a coincidence, you know. Um, or are you paying attention, I guess? Like, okay, well, to me, because that's happened more than once to me, I've always really read into that and said, okay, what did I do to make that happen? Because I believe that I, I may have made that happen. Or if it's just a timeline I'm on that, I was, that was supposed to happen, who knows, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. it's something that, going back to that point, that I'm paying attention to. I'm investigating all the time. All day long. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just what my thought is on that, I guess.
3: I, there's been an interesting thing that has come up in my little paranormal circles online. And about a couple weeks ago, I started seeing little flashes of things. Like I'd just be sitting down in the basement and I'd see something flash up on like at the top of the stairs. And sometimes I would think, oh, it's the cat. And then I would never see the cat. And I was like, okay, that was weird. And then I'd be sitting on the couch and then something would catch my eye and I'd look, and it was always really low to the ground, like maybe two feet, not anything tall. And finally, like the set, like the fifth or seventh time that this happened, i've I walked up the stairs and started looking around because I'm like, this is really weird. this is ma- this is this is making me notice and look up from what I'm doing, just as if someone had walked by. And then on su- online suddenly, I, a bunch of other people started saying they they're experiencing the same thing. Not everyone had the low to the ground stuff, but a lot of people said, oh, you're like five, seven or well, five, six feet, seven feet or whatever in the air. And then seeing things out of the corner of their eye. I don't know if you guys have had any weird experiences since the world's been like topsy turvy, but that's one, one of the things where people are kind of wondering, like with everyone's consciousness just sort of wonky right now, is it causing things to just go like weird? Right and And people are starting to see things or there's like a thinning of like something. I don't know if you guys have had anything weird happen.
1: Try to think if I have.
0: I don't think I have. I haven't got a chance to slip it out
1: Never yeah. since. So are you seeing it always in the same spot like always no, on your stairs?
3: No, no it's always it's just, the stairs I think I noticed the most. Right. And then I would write that off just because the cat's litter box is just around the corner, but mm-hmm. it would never be the cat. And and when it was, I'd say I'm like, oh, it's, okay, it's her, no big deal, whatever. Right. But it was just, I could, it could be in the hallway. Uh, it was always at home. I don't think I had it anywhere like at work or anything. But it 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 was startling, and for me to get up and actually go searching around the house, like, okay, what was that? Like, all right, it's weird. Okay, guys, yeah. what are you doing? Who's there? And I, I, and then that was the last time I've seen something that's caught my eye like that. But then to have a bunch of people jump online. And say the same thing. So hey, if you're someone out there listening to this podcast and you've been experiencing weird shadow things <laughs> contact at <laughs> yeah, ghostlytalk.com. Right? Send me an email. I'd be curious what your experience is. But I so I, I don't know. That's that's and that's just an experience. That's just sitting there, you know, no equipment. I, I don't have a constant video surveillance of the house to be like, Oh, I gotta go. Okay. What what grid system was that, Scott? Okay, let me go back and rewind that part of the camera. Like, that would be weird. <laughs> if you had your house It like, makes
1: me wonder if it's not more just awareness, just because we don't, like Scott was saying, we just don't have so much going on now.
3: There's, okay, there's that too. And I think we talked about this on a previous podcast that there were more, well, and it was in a New York Times article, that more people were reporting hauntings in their house. Because you're there more. Since COVID. And And yeah, the the logical theory is you're in your house longer, you're noticing all the creaks and groans and things that maybe didn't happen. Well, you never noticed because maybe you were at work when they did it. Like our house, when we're sitting It doesn't always happen at night. It happens during the day. So it might have something to do with the heat, but there is a loud like crack always from the front door. Like it makes it like a a knock. There's
2: a a crack. I hear a crack also in the attic, a cracking sound And the always, I was going to say with this Amber, I, I, and I don't know about you guys, uh, I've been waking up religiously for the last three months now at two o'clock in the morning. That's me. Right, Mine's one thirty, right on the dot of two o'clock yeah. in the morning. I to the point where I wake up. Okay, I'll be fair. Sometimes it's my bladder. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting any younger here, uh, and I, I'm experiencing that wonderful part of my mid forties now. Uh, but I mean, it's like two o'clock, so I guess it's a healthy bladder <laughs> if you have that. Okay. Um, but it's like it's the same time every night, every night, unless I've had a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm knocked out. Right. But, uh, but really on a normal day, it's that. And I noticed, uh, in relation to what you said Amber I noticed that there's a I hear a popping sound yeah. that comes from the attic.
3: It's yeah and I and and I, and I I have been
2: wondering like okay is there some is there some jerk off up there like living in the attic no. right now is it the guy who came to an, you know look the pest control guy just moved up there oh, and okay. we were looking what's going on here so <laughs> yeah. I thought about putting I thought about going up in the attic and seeing no, what's going on. No that's been
3: there. doing that for years. Yeah. So I don't think there's some dude living up there but it's just something with the house settling. But it's but something it's, you're
2: noti- when I never noticed until see, the last. Yeah, few months. I've always
3: noticed it. But for when I when it first happened, I was like, "What the hell?" Like because yeah. it, it's loud. And if you if you aren't of these, I don't know if you're not very skeptical, hyper, hyper aware, then you might go, "Oh my God, there's a ghost in the attic. There's something here." And so I could see where these reports have gone. You know, have gotten higher I with everyone just, being home.
2: I think people are just. Uh, as we said, they're just, they're they're cooped up in their houses. And I don't know, speaking to somebody who spent time as a shut-in for a number of years, you start getting a little weird after, (laughs) after a while. (laughs) I can honestly say that you start getting that hunch to your back and you start looking at all the blinds all the time at at all hours of the day. You start being one of those people. And I think that's, that's wearing on people a little bit too. So yeah, you're going to naturally have more experiences. Do you guys still, you guys obviously actively investigate still, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. How much do you guys usually get out these days?
1: These days, not so much. Right. But. Well, yeah, I
2: should have a dumb, what the hell?
1: <laughs> How about pre- The team, but I don't feel like I'm equipped to tell them what's going on. I don't yeah. know if that makes yeah. sense.
3: Yep, yep, yep. I'm not comfortable yep. with
1: the team, but I don't feel like I'm equipped to tell them what's going on. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. Oops, I'm not yep, comfortable. Yep, I don't know if that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not yep. comfortable saying this is happening in your house. Yep.
3: It's It's just a little too personal for me. Yep. We've, we've talked about that too. That's been like a central theme on our show, but in the past, because I, I think a lot of people don't have any business telling people what's going on in their home.
2: I think it should be the number one goal of, of personally, anybody who wants to go out and do investigations like this for residences, it should be their number one concern and thing they should be as honest to themselves about as possible. Um, and I... It's nice to hear that. It's nice to hear that, Felicia, because I'm the, I'm the one that says that a lot. Like, look, I'm not going to be responsible for someone running out of their house, freaking out at 3 o'clock in the morning because I told them there's a ghost at the I want
3: to know.
1: Probably
2: yeah. not.
3: And that's where the EVP thing comes in. Like, if, if someone goes... Like I go into someone's home and I set up... I want to know. Probably yeah. not. And that's where the EVP thing comes in. Like, if, if someone goes... Like I go into someone's home and I set up. I set up my recorder and it's like... I hate these people. I'm going to kill them. And you get that voice about like, okay, do the owners want to hear this? Cause do I know where that's coming from? Really? I, I have no idea where that voice is really coming from. And then you play it back as if, Oh yeah, these are the things in your house and they, they don't like you so much.
2: And uh, I think it's a matter. It's just simply a matter of responsibility. That's all it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, I hate to sound like a broken record on this show, but it's something I, I think it's something that's important and needs to be said over and over again until people finally get it. You are not, I don't know anybody out there who's qualified to be a demonologist. I don't think there's any type of qualification to be a demon, demonologist. Do you guys know of any? No, no. Cause I've looked. <laughs> I, there's no qualification for that. Um, I mean, and, and I don't think anybody's qualified to say, well, you definitely have a ghost in your house, right? Um, Like I said, I've, I've said that a million times to people, uh, you can't, I, I, you may have this sneaking suspicion that there's some cute little Casper running around your house and you like that. It's, 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 it's sweet. I think sometimes to think that you may have a spirit in your home, right? But -hmm. then somebody comes in there and well, here's a picture of one. You see this, see this, see this cloud, see this cloud right here. We got a picture of, it's definitely a ghost. And I mean, we don't know what that is. We all, we all know better here. Right. Uh, I don't want to be responsible for that. I, I just, I can't do that to people. Uh, and I think it's just irresponsible. And I think, yeah, saying that I've said it to people too. Like I'm well, what do you Cause that's the thing. And you guys know this too. If this comes up, well, these people have, you know, they've read, they've done some, they have a podcast on, on paranormal stuff. They have to be experts. They're, they're definitely So then you get their barrage of questions. And my response probably like yours is well. I, it's, it's all up in the air, guys. We don't know. We just have, st- we just heard stories like you have, right? So the whole thing, uh, there's no experts. I guess that's what it comes down to, right, Amber?
3: Right, yeah. Well, I, there's no experts, but there are people, like Rosemary Ellen Guiley was always an expert. She was a walking encyclopedia. You could ask her any question, like, hey, Rosemary, what's this? Hey, Rosemary, who's this researcher? And she, she would she would just tell you. She, she knew. So there's experts in, like, knowledge, Of the paranormal, but there's no one out there that can actually say, "Yeah, I'm an expert, and this I figured it out, and this is what it is, and yeah, it's cool. Join my club." So I just (laughs) that's no there's people there's very intelligent people that know a lot. I agree about the subject matter. So I I
2: agree, but at the end of the day, with I mean, that's where I get. At the end of the day, you can have forty. I mean, and I'm not. No disrespect to Rosemary, her picture's hanging in our office here, yeah. or in our studio. I uh, love her to death, yeah. and I have I think, nothing but respect but I think for her. But she th- was
3: an expert, though.
2: Well, she is as close to an expert as you could get, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's still there's paranormal, there's UFO experts. There's they they know their field, they know their stuff, and I don't think Rosemary was ever someone that was like I had, thought she had all the answers. Oh God, no, no, you know. So she was always, I mean, like, well, that Troy Taylor said she could. How did he? What did last time when I had talked to him about? Because she was always a staple at the haunted America conference. And he would just be like, Ro, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, oh, I'll figure it out. It's like, she could talk about anything. She wasn't
2: encyclopedia. Well, she wrote encyclopedias. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> I, I think it, it really comes down to though. You don't know until what happens, happens to you, I guess. I mean, as far as this, this field of study, I think, I think what we're trying to find out is, you know, what happens after you, you, you cease to exist. Physically. Right. Um, Right. And I don't think, I mean, maybe we'll find out maybe not in our lifetimes, uh, but I think that's kind of what, that's the great, the great peacemaker in this field. Yeah. Some people have a lot more experience. Some people have done a lot more study. They have more books. I get that, but really none of us know. None of us really know here, I think. And that's just, it goes back to your, your point, Felicia, like, I'm not qualified to answer that question. <laughs> I I don't have the answers. I think, I think I wish more people would say that. Yes, um, me too. Cause I'm sorry, go ahead. What are you going to say?
1: No, I was just, saying I was agreeing.
2: Oh, okay. I wish people would. Yeah. I, it's, I don't think we have, we won't have the answers until we die. <laughs> let's, let's end it with that. Cause that's really, right. I think all there, I, that's really, I think all there is, um, You guys have been out to a handful of places. Um, Is there some places that you, well, uh, uh, some more, I mean, I guess some notable places. Where have you guys uh, actually went? Have you guys been to some, uh, any of the landmarks we know of?
1: I went to Waverly Hills. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Um, Oh
0: gosh. Uh, You went to Waverly. You haven't been to Waverly. You went to, you went to Transound, didn't you? No. (laughs)
1: Ohio state Ohio reformatory. City, no, he no. never no. remembers
0: that.
1: No. Oh, said, I went Mansfield. to, I was able to travel to some that he's not able to.
2: Right. Yeah. Waverly Hills. It's funny. You mentioned Waverly Hills. Cause in the parking lot of Waverly Hills one night we went there for, for a gathering. And uh, that's where I got one of my, one of my books. <laughs> some lady, well, that was one of the weirder ones. Cause this nice lady just walked up to me in the, in the middle of the parking lot as we were standing there smoking cigarettes and talking. And she's like, hi, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Cindy and I listen to ghostly talk. And I like your show and here, take this. And I looked at him like, Holy crap. She's like, yeah, I listen to your show. And um, I know you like this book a lot. And I had a copy, so I wanted to give it to you. I'm like, well, oh my God, <laughs> come here, give me a hug. You're like the coolest lady ever. You know, That's it's kind crazy. of off-putting, but at the same time, very sweet, you know, and it was in the parking lot uh, of, of Waverly Hills. <laughs> and uh, we've been to or, I know I've been, I Amber, you've only been there a couple times, What? You? Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah, Mansfield, twice. Mansfield. Uh, how many times have you been to Mansfield, Felicia?
1: I just went once. What'd you think?
2: What'd you think it of this place?
1: It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's... I had some crazy stuff happen down in the, um, what's that called? Like the whole?
2: Oh, oh all, all solitary? The solitary confinement. Yeah.
1: Yeah, solitary. Thank you. Um, you. I was sitting there and I felt like something like punched the bottom of the bed scared the crap out of me
3: really I, I yeah did. it was
1: it was a really cool experience
3: i didn't like After being I down, there. down. it's the- it, like how many people were with you when that happened in the room yeah. there was four of us okay so that's not a lot there i know like sometimes you'd be th- like going through on a like a regular tour and there might be like i don't know 15 20 people um, with you and but when we then when you got a chance to
2: walk no, around
1: I think when we went that
3: yeah.
2: You you dropped out a little bit. What was that, Felicia?
1: I, I, I didn't hear what she said. Yeah. Oh, so we yeah. All yeah. Dropped we, we all dropped We all dropped out. Um, all right, no,
3: I was what? saying that when you, you know, you go around with the bigger two or maybe, and then it's not so freaky. And then when you break off into little groups to go wander about, and you are with those that smaller group, I did not like going into those tiny cells, especially the solitary confinement stuff in the basement. I never liked being the last person in line. I constantly had that, like, like feeling like something was behind me, and it was probably just me getting worked up. But yeah. it, it's a it's a beautiful building, but it also is very spooky in part still. And I don't know how much they've done over since we've been there to to kind of clean some things up because some of it was really it was refurbished, yeah. and some of it was just kind of like the day they closed the doors. They haven't done anything to it since.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how it was when we were there. I think there was like a library.
2: Oh, the library is fantastic. Uh,
1: yeah, some of the rooms there were like kind of creepy.
2: The Still. library actually has a spiral. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go up it, but we had one of the guides take us up there years ago. At the very far end, which would be, I guess, that would be the north end of the library. There's mm-hmm. a spiraling staircase that goes to the roof, right to the roof. Um, oh wow! And we got to walk. Very narrow, small but we got to walk and go on the top of the roof and walk around. Uh, one of the times we were there, me and Doug did. There's also the scariest part of that prison to me was we were in the top, you know, the, the top level of the, of the cells. It would have been on the West side, Mm -hmm. the way that they they built those old prisons and they had plumbing, right. Um, the way they built those is, obviously, you have the cell. and then, the back of the out the back of the cell would be the plumbing from the toilet and the sink, right? Yeah. And it, you know, you're talking about hundreds of pipes, you know running to a main. And in order to service that stuff, what they did is in between, because you have like one row of cells on one side, the north side, and one row of cells on the south side, right? And in between that was a big metal door. And one of the guides opened up the big metal door. And it's just this hallway. It's a, it's you know it's a, it's about two or two and a half feet wide, enough for you to walk through, right? Uh, and you can see all the plumbing. So it was it was a service corridor for the plumbers to go in there and do service work on any of the plumbing there there may have been issues with. However, the scary part was it isn't a solid floor that you're walking on as you walk into that service corridor. It's a graded floor.
3: Oh, I hate those. And they're
2: all every single level are graded floors. Uh-huh. So. When you walked in there on the top level, uh, the top story, and you look down, you nope. can see you look you can see all the way nope. down. And I got about three feet and turned around and said, "I this is the worst thing How in the entire world." How could you walk up lighthouses then?
3: How is it that I can't do that? I, those you are had... hard.
2: That, that those are hard too. <laughs>
3: okay, but you still could do it.
2: I could still do it, but that that I guess because there was a wall there, I could hold something I could hold on to
3: in the lighthouse.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. but that- I can't do
3: lighthouses either. Oh, I've horrible. tried once, horrible. And I love lighthouses. I mean, we're in yeah. Michigan. We have so many haunted lighthouses. It's the best little thing to go like tour. And the last, some of them, if they're small enough, I can go up them. But oh, I'm gonna forget the name of the one that we were at that I couldn't do. I don't know. I it's a it's a it's a big one. It's west a, side or east oh, side of the state. Oh, it was on Lake Huron. It's
2: on the east side of the state.
3: Yes. Okay. Whatever. A, a big white lighthouse that is haunted well that narrows it down
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i started going
3: up it and scott was like you go here, you gotta go faster i don't know why you were like like back like saying that i don't know if there was people behind you and i'm like i can't do this and then the lady's like oh you get vertigo and i don't even know if it's a vertigo thing because i don't i don't feel dizzy it's, it's a just of
2: heights, you're looking down
3: and i think there's yeah they're looking down and i never knew i never had that problem until i was in london and we went up to the—I uh, don't know what it was—the the the dome of St. Paul's Cathedral, and these steps were like—I don't know how old. It's St. Paul's Cathedral. It's—I don't know when it was built. Everything in London was built a thousand years ago, <laughs> literally. So we're going up these spiral staircases and or stairs, steps, whatever. And I'm looking down, down, down to the church floor, and yeah. then you got the pressure because it's a tour. So everyone is co- going up. You know, you kind of got to move. Oh, it sucked. And that's when I learned, like, I don't like these. Nope. And I, I can do some lighthouses, but not all of them. Graded grade
2: stairs is no. not what I can do. Horrible. And that's the scariest. To, and... Uh, yeah, that's that was the scariest part of Mansfield for me, Felicia. Was that uh, was just
3: <laughs> not the ghosts,
2: not the greatest flooring, <laughs> uh, just, and, they're like, yeah. well,
3: the, and, the and guy,
1: they're like, "Come on, you
2: can see down." It is scary. Well, the
1: lighthouse—it's spinning on top of that. Yes,
2: yeah. The guys, the tour guys, the guys there—they're like, "Come on, you can just make the walk, dude. Go th- go all the way down to the end of the cell block." I'm like, "I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing this. I'm going outside. I can't deal with this. It scared the living crap out of me, and it was dark in there too." So one wrong step, you your foot because it was like, you know, it's a graded thing and it's also got it's opened up on the sides. It has oh. to be opened up. There's no there's no blockers there. So your foot can fall off if you nope. if you made one wrong step. Your foot
3: would just fall off?
2: Your foot would just fall right <laughs> off. <It laughs> just just, only your foot. Just your foot would fall down <laughs> six stories oh, of okay. cells <laughs> to the floor and, and hit somebody the on the head. The rest
3: of you would just, just your bonk butt.
2: somebody over the head. Okay. A converse sneaker bonking somebody over the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, i uh oh mansfield's a great place it's fantastic you said you've been there once felicia yeah you're gonna go back in
1: yeah i really want to i want to take koi
2: yeah we should Mm -hmm. all go out there one weekend because we're not that far from there we're about three hours away from there yeah
1: i think we're only like five six
2: yeah we should all we should do a weekend of that two power couples go over there and just just yeah hang out there it'd be totally (laughs) awesome right
1: (laughs) Um, i would love to get you guys to come sometime when you're in missouri or illinois to uh, the Missouri State Penitentiary. Yep, we've never been to that one. God,
2: Missouri, oh, nearly, Missouri nearly killed me last year. I'm afraid to go to that state now. Oh God!
3: Well, you don't go walking in a violent like storm <laughs> yeah, but, in a yeah, forest that we you have don't. So we'll see. He, he could have. I mean, Scott probably could have encountered that. Bigfoot probably was watching you from the forest somewhere.
2: Well, everything else was.
3: Probably while you were being like rained on <laughs> and and being bitten by Lyme disease ridden ticks, yeah. Tics. Bigfoot meanwhile is behind
2: a tree, going <laughs> dodging snakes. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, Missouri State Penitentiary. You said, yeah, yeah. where is it's that? Lo- pretty amazing. Where is that exactly? It's local- in Jefferson City. Jefferson City. How far is that in relation to Alton? Do you guys know?
1: Oh, uh, I don't. Uh, I would say within two hours. Oh, like, that's, that's not, not that far. Probably less.
2: That's that's not that bad. That's not bad. I
1: kind of know. I'm kind of making that up. It's not far though. <laughs> I'm kind of making it's
2: far. It up. <laughs> Just say it's far. Okay? It is it, an it's an unknown a, distance. It's about a twelve-hour drive from Alton, guys. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get a hotel if you want to get there. <laughs> I'd I'd love to, because we don't get, my, my grandfather's been from Missouri. I always hear stories about Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. And and aside from, I think last year when I nearly got killed there, um, that was the longest I've spent in Missouri, was uh, just going out hiking and stuff like that. So I'd like to get down there and spend some more time. Maybe if this whole thing lightens up for next year, and we go down to Alton for Troy's, hopefully, I mean, I really would like to get leave the state. Next year, sometime because it isn't going to happen this year. Apparently, um, maybe we'll get an early get an early start or something like that. Come down there and meet up with you guys or something like that. That
1: would be awesome.
2: That'd yeah, be totally fun. Sure. Um, you know, and you were talking about uh, Mansfield, Ohio State Re- Reformatory, which has been on a bunch of TV shows too. That, actually, that 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 building has all kinds of cool stuff to its name now. Um, it was in a Godsmack video. If you're what? a Godsmack fan, why did why was that the first thing you brought up? Well, because yeah. it's Good Godsmack. Song. It, what's the name? Yeah, what's tune was that? I forgot.
0: It was a, it was Awake. They filmed the music video there.
2: Now, the story I got from that, which I think is actually kind of cool, was the was guy- Was that
3: their first album?
2: I don't think so. Second yeah. album. Second um, album. I think what what the story I got from some of the guides there about that was the guys from Godsmack, they came to film the video there, and there's, there's a cell. <laughs> You're walking along, I think maybe the fourth story or something like that. There's a cell when you're walking along, you see like, you know, paint peeling, paint peeling, paint peeling. Oh, this is brand new. (laughs) What the hell? You know? And the story I got was they had to refurbish one of the cells uh, for the video they were shooting. And from what I understand, the guys from Godsmack were like, we'll take care of it. And they got some paint, (laughs) and they got some sandpaper, and they put on some masks, and they actually cleaned it all up themselves and refurbished the room on their own, which I thought was kind of neat. I thought that was kind (laughs) of cool. cool. Not afraid to get their hands dirty. And then, obviously, obviously Shawshank Redemption, uh, a lot of that was filmed there, the... If you've been there, you, there, there's the tube you can put your head in. That uh, Andrew Dufresne put his head in when he had to go crawling through the sewage line, which is I don't want to talk any more about that. Uh, but there's also been a lot of TV shows that have went through uh, Mansfield Reformatory, and you know that's one thing I know. It's something we talk about a lot on this show, but I'm curious to know what you guys think of. Like uh, as far as, um, I mean, do you think? I mean, I, what are I guess what are the? Let's be fair. What are the pros and pluses, or pluses and minuses? uh of tv shows especially i guess these days because they've been around for a long time now um mm-hmm. i guess i'm curious to know what you guys think about uh you know how that affects the, feel, the feel or ones nowadays. you
3: actually like if you watch any of them yeah
0: <laughs> i i do i watch them i i like them uh i i'm inter- They're some of them are hilarious a lot of them i like to see the locations because there's just some places i'll never probably be able to get right. to yeah yeah Um, but I think it's, it's definitely like kind of a double-edged sword. I think some of it helps because it does allow some of these places to be, you know, restored, open up to more people Yeah, that are able to get out there. But then I also think it kind of gives people a false, you know, I almost like a false hope. Like, you know, you can go there and this stuff is going to happen in, you know, an hour with commercial breaks. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the expectations. It are doesn't show the different. boring parts. No, 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 no show ever does. They won't.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's a bit condensed, as, far, bit. as, as far as the action's concerned. But you did raise a really good point, though, Koi. Um, you know, there there is uh, some of these locations. You know, they're in bad shape. Mansfield. Yep. It, it was. It's been fun to watch Mansfield. Man, uh, Mansfield, for example, because I think the first time we went there was like two thousand one. And yeah, the place was majestic and beautiful, but it was really beat up on the inside. And we got to see over a number of years, uh, the money they were getting from donations from people wanting to do tours there and from media, right. Films and movie and TV and stuff like that, that there were real improvements being made to the building. So that's actually a really good point. Uh, Koi is that, yeah, some of these locations that are in dire need of, 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 of some TLC, this is a way that they can get. They, the, some of these, you know, places that should not be destroyed, they, you know, they should be kept or their historic locations. They, this is how they can kind of get a facelift and be kept around where they should be kept around, I guess.
1: One thing that I do like about the television shows, so growing up, you know, I was always into ghosts because of my grandma telling right. me these stories. And then I watched, you remember, sightings? I yes. loved the show yep. sightings. Oh, yeah. But then, like, I grew up in, like, a Pentecostal household, like, Ooh, you don't do ghosts, right? So, um, once I got, like, I got interested. We lived in a house that was, like, haunted, right? About that time was when Ghost Hunters started. Okay. okay. And that's kind of what got me. I realized by watching that show, I was like, wait, I could do this. <laughs> I, could, I could get those things. Yeah. I could go. I could get a recorder. Yeah. Anybody has a recorder. Right. I could try to catch this. So I feel like without watching that show, I probably would have never really got into the paranormal, like, as far as investigating.
3: Right. It was. It was definitely a gateway for a lot of people right and and if it wasn't one of the shows that became popular with the start of ghost hunters, it was shows like sightings or unsolved mysteries have Have you watched the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix?
1: I watched one episode i gotta I gotta watch it all it I, it was crazy it
3: I'm did looking- you watch the one about the, the the very first one about the disappearance of the guy or the guy like falling oh. through the building? Yes, yeah, that was weird it's I don't know what to think of it though because I you know I grew up obviously with the one with Robert stack and it's narrated and I, these ones are just stories told. They use the same, same intro music, which I love. And then there's a little shadowy figure of Robert Stack. Like, you know, it's him. And then it says unsolved mysteries. And then it just goes into the story. There's no narration, which I've heard. They, they said they didn't do narration because they have an hour to play with it and work with it or a little more, uh, where in the past you had your, your one hour with commercials or half hour, I don't know how long they were. And so they had to tell the story. They had to get it. Robert Stack had to yeah, do his thing. It was thing. way more condensed. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, Get to the point.
3: Yeah, and so I don't, I don't know if I, if I, I don't know if I'm digging the style or not, or if it's, it wasn't keeping my attention. That was the only problem. Like the, it was an interesting, what they were talking about was interesting, but I was like, eh. and then I'd go do something else, and then I'd look at something else, and
1: that's what was happening with me.
3: Okay, okay, good. I don't feel like I'm not alone there. And a lot of people on, on on social media have said, "Oh, we love it, we love it, we love it, we love it." It was a great show, and I'm like, is oh, yes, it?
2: Now I, I'm not quite I, following you that as far as the as far as the the pacing of it now because it, yeah. you said the the older the obviously the older to st- show yeah
3: it was narrated it was narrated and, and then it was way reenactments. more it
2: was way quicker though too because you had the uh, yeah commercials, you had right? you had
3: less yeah and now um, with Netflix it's it's I think they're about an hour maybe a little longer and, and there's they, no commercials no there's no commercials but they just it's like a documentary they they're yeah. just it's letting like the people interviewing talk family members yeah. And- and the family members and people are pretty much the ones telling the story. There's, you know, there's no like yeah. new Robert stack taking over to kind of interject things. And I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. There's only six episodes. So maybe yeah. it's, it will get a little better, but,
2: um,
1: I think I, a lot I'm, of people, I'm, I'm I think different. I
2: think a lot of those shows were made, you know, they were worked around people like Robert stack, for example, that show was, I mean, he, he had uh, his, obviously his voice in his character and things like that. That's what made the show. Uh, you know, I'm I'm totally going to forget the name, but I think I mentioned a, a long time ago on the show here, I went through, that was a few years ago, Um I went and I took on the quest to watch every episode of Forensic Files ever made, <laughs> right? Which we're talking like 20 years, okay? And I did it. I did it. And, you know, I, I really should be looking up, you know got I got I to do this. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't want to sound like a complete blithering idiot Um, because- Hang on, hang on. I got my stupid computer in front of me here. Uh, forensic Files, narrator. Because I have to say this guy's name. Peter Thomas. Okay. Peter Thomas is another one of them who's got this really, really cool voice, right? And that's what made the show. I could literally, and I maybe this is how I got through him so easy, is because I could listen to him. Because this guy's voice was so good that he would narrate the whole thing, right? And... I could get through some of those episodes without even watching my phone or my tablet or the TV. I could just listen to it because it was totally narrated. So I think part of those, you know, them old style shows like that was the great narration. And I don't know why that isn't a thing now. It seems like it would be. I don't know what the deal is with that. Amber, fix it.
3: Well, okay. I'll write Netflix and and talk to them about this. I'm sure they'll contact you right away. Yeah. (laughs) I think think you are right about that,
1: Scott, though, because- forensic files that's my jam so like every night when right? i go to bed i turn it on and i can go to sleep because i don't have to watch it
2: that, thank you it and thank let you. it go thank you i mean yeah it's the guy peter thomas uh had a fantastic voice and yeah you could literally like i said you could listen to it like a, like like an audio thing and yeah it I never try. I mean, I have probably went to sleep with a lot more disturbing stuff than that. <laughs> so I can't. Right. Talk. <laughs> it's I, I, I nowadays I don't do that. Now it's like, you know, meditation, like, you know, talk down type things during the day. Uh, but yeah, I can understand. It, it be, it's kind of soothing. Peter Thomas has a soothing voice, too. So, yeah. yeah, I totally get that. But I wonder why they don't have the great narration, maybe because it costs too much now. Who knows? Amber? I was going
1: to say, because they have to pay those people. Right. Yeah, the and Netflix is, number,
2: Well, yeah, just, this is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Felicia. Go ahead.
1: I was saying, like the narrators, you know, they have to pay them to do that. Whereas, if they're just having the family tell the story, they're not putting all that money out.
2: Well, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and Netflix is about go, 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 get out as quick as cheap as possible, too. So it don't surprise me at all. So there's your problem, Amber. You need you're you're on that. We need by the next show we have to have this problem resolved.
3: Okay. Yeah. Fix that. I think they're bringing back one of those other shows too, like World's Scariest. Places, which that was another show in the early O's. I really liked because, like Coy said, these shows took you to places that you you might not ever get to, and they'd give you a little history. Whether people want to debate on how great the history research was or not, you still get a story that's mostly accurate, I would think. Yeah, and you get to see it, and then you get to hear some some stories about what was creepy and what like ghosts demon dog they found there in the corner and i don't know just weird <laughs> stuff that would always pop up on these shows that were sometimes extreme but i enjoyed it i liked that stuff as a kid and i think it did shape me um i guess to where i am now with with i i got involved in ghost hunting before ghost hunters came out and so when ghost hunters came out you say that right i got involved i with,
2: got involved oh with ghost hunting God. before I, ghost hunters I mean, came out
3: no no I. no okay okay that's okay, not I'm, how I'm I meant jo- I'm it totally joking but when that show came it was not long before it but when that show came out then it sort of validated because I actually felt nerdy if someone said well, like what are you doing with a hobby I I go ghost hunting. and like they like smirk and be yeah, like yeah. okay you know where's your pack <laughs> you have a pet <laughs> slimer and oh, then as soon as that show came out it kind of it kind of made you cooler. It justified it a bit. Like, oh, like those guys on TV? Oh, it's cool. I want to go somewhere with you. And then you were like a rock star for a hot second. Like, you weren't a dork. I never
2: felt that way once. You
3: never felt like a rock star? <laughs>
2: Absolutely Okay. Not. I, I, I like, don't think. no, I don't I d- Okay,
3: I didn't feel like a rock star. But you're making me sound like a pretentious, like, doof right now. But just you felt like a little cooler or justified in your dorky hobby. How was no. that? No, not really. Ugh, okay. Well, I did. <laughs>
0: Well, no, I do think you're right though. It it kind of brought it into the mainstream and yeah, it did. you know, so to speak, normalized it. Right. You know, you realize like, oh, these are normal people that have day jobs and wake up and cook breakfast and do you know, they're not these weirdos like lurking in the dark with their flashlights and
2: Well yeah. you know, I thought was, we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Walk around in the dark talking to ourselves and
2: no, and, it, and I, I agree. I think that did normalize and tell a story of like, okay, like we're regular working people like anybody else's. We have it, but we have an interest in this stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. The only, I guess the only issue I still have is, well, Amber kind of laid it out already. I, I, I say this often, like I remember I got to a certain point with this stuff years and years ago where if people I didn't know that well, that didn't know me that well mentioned something about the paranormal, I'd quell up. Because I didn't want to spend the next three hours explaining to them why, uh, you know, what what they saw on Paranormal State wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that, right? And I found myself just getting totally worn out uh, by spending more time talking about, this is the reason that's not, you know, that, that's just TV. It's just editing and stuff like that, right? Literally talking until I was hoarse uh, about a subject like that as opposed to talking about the cool stuff, right? Right. And, I, I, you know, I I've, I was always try to look at this subject with a very fair, you know, with a very fair eye, I think. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of positives. It, it does inspire people. I think that's fantastic. It does give money to locations that need, that maybe need repair, need restoration and things like that. I think that's fantastic too. There's a lot of other positives, I think. Uh, but on a personal basis, it's kind of tough still because it's like, no, I'm not like, Jason and Grant. I'm very far from that, actually. First off, I don't have nearly the amount of th- the money those guys have. <laughs> they're rich. I'm not. Uh, second off, you know, it, it, I, well, I mean, it's just, it's a different thing, I guess. And they, just, I don't know. It's not, a, well, like we said before, uh, a lot of the TV shows, they're very condensed. You only see all the exciting stuff. You don't see the other 12 hours of sitting around waiting, you know, letting your, your equipment record something. Right, and people are standing around outside the location drinking coffee or something like that. Obviously, we all know that isn't well, good. To, that's not good. No, for TV. and
3: I think that's what caused the major influx of of teams back in the day, like in the mid os and stuff, where just there was like a, every city had its own little paranormal team, or every group yeah, of friends yeah. had a paranormal team. Yeah. And then once they all realized, oh crap, this isn't the same as like what we see on TV. This kind of sucks. Yeah. And then I'd have a lot of people contact me. On my website and say, you know, I want to join a paranormal team, but none of these guys will write me back. And I'm like, that's because they're a group of friends, they're little clicks, like they're not some kind of scientific team. And you fill out an application and you go through a vetting.
2: Yeah, we only process. know one group that does that. We do know one we know and, one group that does that. But that's it. they
3: were they're they're a group of friends. Like, so I'm sorry they never wrote you back and let you let you into the click. But that's why then they'd be like, well, I'm going to start my own group. And so it would just like snowball, and now I don't, I don't know if that's a thing so much anymore. There's still, I think, there's, there's still, still people out there doing it and have their groups, but I, I don't think it's, it's such a big thing that, and, and a lot of people felt like those groups made a mess of a lot of stuff back in the day, because there was a lot of bad photography, the whole orb fiasco, um, <laughs> you know, any, any weird photo that you had or early digital cameras that had all the strange digital artifacts in them, and yeah. Just uh it just I don't know. It was a weird moment to look back on right now because now it's almost like twenty years ago. Yeah. And uh to think about all the things that I used to even think were like real when I started ghost hunting. Like I'd see things well, the orb thing. You know, we get we get dust orbs at first, and we didn't know any better. We're like, oh my God, well, and, and everybody's so got to cool. crawl before they can walk. They do. You got to learn. And I think when I started taking pictures, and orbs were popping up in a lot of places on on this early digital camera I had, I'm like, mm, some's up here. And you know, others would say, oh, that's because those cameras are sensitive to. The I other was side. like, I
2: grabbed my camera. I was like, behold. <laughs> I have the proof. Yeah. Everybody, look, I'm standing Centurion on the mountain with this camera, this Sony Mavica that takes yeah, two and floppy. a half inch floppy disks. I have the key to the afterlife right yeah. here. It'll only cost you $500 for Is a camera. Is that ca- stupid thing $500? I paid for that thing when it oh first came out. Oh, my
3: God. You know my first digital camera I bought off eBay, and it was refurbished, and I think I spent 250 and I had to fight in an auction for it.
2: Yeah. Stupid. So, I mean, I, I guess... The, the TV thing. I mean, there's a lot of positives, I think. Yeah. Uh, And I think, I, I think it's inspiring to a lot of people Uh, and they, and they're not going anywhere. (laughs) That's my prediction. No, No.
1: I I remember when you could only find those shows, like, During the month of October. Yep. Like I would wait all year long because I got 30 days, 31 days to watch all my ghost shows.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yep. That was always a thing that I was big into like, Oh yeah. You know, September would start creeping in and you start seeing the advertisements. All the cool shows are coming on. Oh, couldn't wait. And then, yeah, now you can find it anywhere. I mean, now we have just TV on demand all the time or YouTube. So it kind of takes the joy out of waiting for some of those programs. Like remember, we're having to wait for um, the Grinch who stole Christmas or yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or any of those weird, cr- the Great Pumpkin, and you'd have well, to
2: wait. Not me, because we recorded all that stuff. Well, okay. We had the VHS have bu- tape. If you
3: busted out the VHS?
2: <laughs> the, the 15th generation <laughs> VHS tape that we recorded over Roseanne but, 40 times, and we had a copy of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> to watch. you get <laughs> barely here.
3: Well, so I, but so just I didn't have to wait for anything. Some things you had to wait for still. So, yeah. y- you know, you guys having kids, and I'm not sure, how old are, what ages are your kids? They
1: are 10, 12, 16,
3: 16 and, 20. and 20. Okay, so that's actually a decent range. So having parents that are interested in otherworldly things, the supernatural, the paranormal, do any of your kids think that that's stupid and mom and dad are dumb? <laughs> or do they think like wow. you guys are extra hip because their parents are into that?
1: I think they think it's hip. Okay. If If anyone doesn't, it's Athena. But she's very... <laughs> what I, I don't know she's
0: very uh structured okay like cleans a room like once a week like <laughs> makes a list of things she has to do Aww. on her mirror and checks them off basically
1: if she, if, she, if it's not in front of her face it's not real it's okay. not there so she would probably be the one that's least likely to enjoy us doing this <laughs> um jagan our son he's really into it he loves it he's too scared to do anything but he talks a good game <laughs>
2: And you, I mean, do you guys have conversations with the kids? Obviously, about this stuff. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, for Mother's Day, for for Mother's Day, they got me a bunch of crystals, some meditation Aww. stones, and like a crystal grid, right? Cute. And so I'm opening it this, and then I look at them, and I'm like, "Is this weird?" And Athena <laughs> says, "Not for our family." <laughs> so yeah, we definitely talk to them about it. You know, we try to tell them there's nothing to be scared of.
0: Yeah, I mean, we definitely have the most like, I think, open minded kids when it comes to anything like yeah. this. I mean, it's not strange for them to hear like, oh, we'll be right back. We got to go meet somebody. They have this clown that <laughs> acts weird and, you know, they don't want it and they want to give it to us. So <laughs> We're we got going to bring it, it home
3: up. to you. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: right. All right. That's a normal thing in our house. So if, if
1: weird things happen, they're like, Mom, what
3: did you bring home?
0: Yeah, that's, that is a, a very normal question, too. I love too.
3: that. I love that. And and now, Felicia, you said you grew up Pentecostal. so right. So they're like, yeah, they're not going to have one foot in the whole, even though they have, like, I think, very supernatural tones going through that whole thing with right, speaking exactly. in tongues and like lots of crazy stuff going on there. Uh, did that make you turn away from that structured um like Christian version of Christianity. And then how have you raised your kids? Like, do, do they have a religion or do you guys just kind of go church of the common, you know, be a, be a good person church.
1: <laughs> that's ours. Be a good person. Yep. Um, Yeah. I don't want to force anything on them. I feel like that's a personal decision yeah. for them. You know, I was made to go to church three times a week, oh my God. like twice, on twice on Sundays, Wednesdays. And then of course you have revival, which means you're there all week, every night. And we would be traveling to other towns, or church. So, wow. I just I didn't want to force that on my kids. I want them to make their own
3: decisions.
2: Yeah. I can barely get down here to do I can really walk down the steps to do this show once a week nowadays. It's how how horrible I am. and hearing that, god, I'm a bum. Yeah,
3: I was I forced. I had bum. to go to catechism. <laughs> I had to go to like catechism, which is the Catholic Bible school like once a like yeah. every Monday. Yeah. And I dreaded it every second because it was just corny. It wasn't fun. It was corny. Like if we sang yeah. songs, they were stupid songs. Um, just, well, that's, the that's what church is it just it's just bad i call it shrill church voice there was always the like woman that was like the lead choir person with that shrill like jesus loves us yes he does because she really it, you know you what keep, i mean keep going Amber. no yeah. that, I can't, that's a fake <laughs> that's not my real voice that's fake that's my fake shrill church voice but and then fake there'd be a guy shrill church voice. then a bad keyboard and like a guy just strumming an acoustic yeah yeah just ugh, I just hated every minute of it, and that probably no. because I was that little metalhead kid, and just wanted to go home and watch cartoons and listen to Lizzie Board. Well, I do not I don't remember Lizzie when I was little, or Crimson Glory, or Crimson Glory, I Queen's Rike,
2: I would have liked yeah, totally Um Well, I mean, but I think that's really that's really cool though, because I as far as a parenting thing, and one of the things I thought about, and I think about this a lot when it comes to kids and and the paranormal and stuff like that. Is It's something I always, I always fall back on as far as the idea. And that's, uh, I, I think a lot of kids raise their, you know, parent I'm sorry, a lot of parents raise their kids to kind of shut them out of the paranormal, you know, out of, the, out of other ideas and stuff like that. Like, no, look, ghosts don't exist. You're fine. You're safe in your house. You got nothing to be scared of. There's no boogeyman. None of that stuff exists. Just Chill. Right, everything's fine, and I think just it's parents being they're they're doing the best job they can. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think that's how those filters get built up in your mind over time. Or ghosts aren't
3: real, but Santa Claus brings presents and comes down the (laughs) chimney. And the tooth fairy comes to get your tooth, but there's no such it's thing a fairy as a ghost. your teeth and yeah. pays you
0: for it. Yeah.
2: And you wonder why there's kids that have gotten on top of water towers with clown suits on and started firing on other people right <laughs> there. Because they have that kind of crap going back and forth with their parenting right there. Yeah, I mean it's it's confusing. I think I, that's a, that's an extreme example. Yeah, I was like, but, wait,
3: what? Okay, all right, all right. I was
2: okay and yeah, I believed in turn. those. Yeah. <laughs> the show just got really dark. Huh. <laughs> no, but I mean. I think, I think it's, it's cool to hear that. Like, okay, look, you know, it's, it's your life. We're going to show you the right things to do. Do the, do the smart things, be a responsible, good person. Right. But, right. you know, as far as spiritualism and spirituality and, you know, all the, all this weird stuff that we're into, you know, it's not going to be pushed on you. Right. And I, I think that's very cool. And I, you know, I think the the younger generation, um, that's 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 kind of a it's, it's 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 a common thing which I think is really cool, right? No,
3: like letting your kids just choose, and, yeah. and decide for themselves when they get older.
2: Yeah, not being forced into something yeah. like that. I, 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 yeah. We'll see. I mean, here's a good example, right? Uh, I know people that parents that well, we never smoked because we didn't want our kids to smoke. Right. And the first thing I see the kid, as soon as they turn 16 years old, they're lighting up right? (laughs) because it's a rebellion thing. It's a total rebellion thing. Uh, Well, you need to go to church 15 times a week here and this and that. And yeah, you get turned off right away. It's a rebellion thing because that's what young people do. That's part of how they're wired at that. That time is they're where and I'm not saying use reverse psychology on them. But hey, here's here's the freedom. And I'm sp- I'm speaking like a true non-parent too, <laughs> I'm sure. But, but it's like you know, I think it's cool to hear that though. I think I, it is common sense, right? Where, you know, okay, here we're going to give you the freedom to believe the way you want to believe, but here's some rules you got to go by. I think they, I think there has to be some kind of guidance there, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I
2: mean, and again, we're not parents, <laughs> so <laughs> no, I, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Completely. I mean. It, I, that's just my thing i think i think that they, they, children should have this idea you know have that freedom to believe what they want to believe and i i think it's as simple as that it's just really cool to hear that that's excellent all right let's look towards the future here because holy crap it's we've been going yeah for i'm sorry we've just been going and going here hope you guys didn't have any other plans tonight uh, oh so, no
0: we're we're good
2: <laughs> so I mean, as far as the future is concerned here, we've talked about, we covered a lot of stuff just with the field in general and things like that. And, um, I think about this a lot too, as far as, you know, the, as far as the, you know, the paranormal field. And I mean, that's kind of a big umbrella, right? So I think we've kind of been narrowing this down to more of the investigation, like ghost investigation, spirit investigation type stuff. So we shouldn't, I think we should keep it in that arena too. Uh, as far as the future of that, like, I have my ideas looking forward what are you what are your guys' ideas looking forward in this field like maybe the next ten years what what we may see?
0: I think it's it's you know it's gonna be a lot of like what we were talking about earlier, much more personal. I think it's gonna be more based on the individual experience i I do think we are headed away from the gadgets. I think the only thing keeping the gadgets really going is the TV shows cause that's what the mainstream people see. Yeah. But I think in this more in the core smaller circles, I think it's going to be much more personal experiences and it's all really going to be kind of headed in that direction. And I think like, you know, like podcasts and stuff like that where it's much smaller audience, but much more of a targeted audience yeah. is really kind of directing that.
2: I think the podcast thing, especially now it's something that I've said before, and I've heard a lot of other way more famous podcasters say this, that the beauty of what podcasts are is the long form conversation, right? Where you can express an idea instead of having, you know, we talked about the TV shows from the, from the day yonder, right? Yeah. They had to condense a lot of things and cram a lot of stuff in because they had to deal with commercial after commercial after commercial. Now we have technology out there, literally at the tip of our fingers that we can do podcasts and express an entire idea, especially on stuff like the paranormal or, or ghost investigations, uh, where it isn't as easy as just, well, this is green is green and blue is blue. And that's the end of it. Let's move on. It's a, it's a lot of topics and a lot of ideas that, that needs to be talked through, I think. And this is a great platform for that. So I think, yeah, I agree with you on that, Koi that uh, the podcast thing is something I think it's just going to grow and grow and grow.
3: It's been a huge influence. Like how we were saying, cause we're all around the same age. We were saying, well, shows like unsolved mysteries and sightings and stuff like that influenced us for this up and coming generation. They're going to say, Hey, I, I learned this on podcasts. I got excited about the paranormal and ghost stories because of this podcast, you know, I listened to like yeah. astonishing legends or lore or something else. Um, right. that's what I think. And, you know, that's, what's going to happen. Like, it's just every generation has their thing that they're exposed to that makes them interested or excited about something. And I think the podcast movement is, is dri- helping drive that too for the, for future kids out there. Yeah. Yeah. I so.
0: Yeah. I mean, with now with everything going digital to phone, you know, everything's on your phone, right? Everything is now on your phone and you're able to reach such a larger audience and you know people that may not have access to these you know groups or seeing or going to all these places are realizing I don't need anything like I've been listening to these people and th- they don't take anything, yeah, I can go out there and experience this without needing all that stuff,
2: yeah, and i it's just the influence I, I think it's in, in podcast in general too going just talking about that you know they come, when it comes to the paranormal, they come in all shapes and sizes. And this just Jog my jog this thought because my email popped up. I popped up my screen real fast for a second. And I actually got an email from another podcast that I just discovered a couple days ago. That's uh, well, we're going to, they're going to probably be on the show too. Uh, But it's a, it's a podcast I just came across. And when I said they come in all shapes and sizes, it's not just like, you know, like our show where we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. (laughs) We just kind of talk. Right. Uh, But there's other shows that are very well produced. I mean, Troy's Troy's uh, American hauntings podcast, Troy, uh, what he does there, and oh my God, how, how am I forgetting that wonderful, beautiful man's Cody. name? Cody. Cody. Oh my God, what's wrong? So I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Cody. It's been it's been too long, Cody. Uh, th- it's a it's a very well produced, beautiful podcast, and there's a lot of other ones that are way more formalized and produced and stuff like that. And it, so they come in all shapes and sizes. So if you want to hear like uh, you know a, a ghost story with someone who's got a really good radio voice who can produce it and make it sound really cool, you can get that. Or you can just hear conversation about the subject that we we do here. So they come in all different shapes and sizes, and yeah, they do. You get those ideas. That's what I think you can't. You were talking about Coy was, you know, this is where you can get those ideas, and it's free for Christ's sake. Well, there's a I guess there's advertising on some of these ones, but I mean, really, I mean, that's what I, I'm still kind of blown away that I can go and download a two or three hour show from some podcast that I like and just download the mp3 file to my phone or my laptop and then listen to it and be entertained for two or three hours for free remember when a single mp3 used to take an hour to download an hour Try
3: try two or three hours (laughs) one song one song yeah
2: (laughs) rookie rookie I think it was still a dial-up, though. I can't remember. Downloading an entire Art Bell show on a 56K.
3: <laughs> Try two and a half to
2: three hours to get the show down.
3: So stupid. And the whole time, like, plugging up your phone line.
2: Oh, killing it. No one could call. It was, beep, it was...
3: Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. That sound.
2: Boy, those were the days. Those were some fun days. But, yeah, I think that, you know, the future... I think a big part of the future is that, is... You know what? It may not even be a matter... For me, and this is my idea, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, uh, it may not even be a matter of someone going out into the field, right? Uh, it, like going out and doing some field work, let's say, right? It may be someone who's sitting in their bedroom, a young child, or maybe uh, whatever, a person, any person sitting in their room and they download a podcast and they listen to a couple of people talk about ghosts and stuff like that, and they start formulating their own ideas. You know, you don't have to. I don't think you necessarily have to go to a location with a camera or something like that to have an experience or even have any ideas or have have a thought on this stuff and and formulate an idea. Um, It could just be somebody who listens to a podcast and says, well, I'm going to write this stuff down. And maybe that turns into a book. You don't know. Right. So, I mean, I think a lot of it. It, well, we're kind of all stuck in our houses right now anyway, so that may be the only option we have <laughs> down the road. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think, yeah, the future is, you know, I want—I really hope the future is that, where it is this type of community, open source type community of people who just want to exchange ideas, you know, for, for the betterment, I think. of I, I mean, again, drooling hippie coming through here, but for the betterment of, of this field. Uh, And maybe to exchange more ideas. I don't know. I'm melting down. Good night. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong though? Am I, does that that make sense guys? Yeah, it does make sense. All right. What do you buy you, Amber?
1: Yeah, it makes total
3: sense.
2: Sure. Well, great then. Our job is done here. We've solved all the world's problems. We can we can all go to bed now. No, We're I, good. No, yeah, I still stand by what
3: I said. That the the podcasts are just another way to influence future generations, and it doesn't have to be just a generational thing. I mean, yeah, it can be yeah. anybody. They could be fifty years old, seventy. Hear a podcast, become inspired, write a book, do something, get a world tour, or dominate everything. Figure oh, out yeah. the paranormal. Yeah, so, from their bedroom. Yeah, from, from their okay, bedroom. From their bedroom. So it's yeah. I I just think you know same as holding this book from 1969.
2: God, haunted, it, the back haunted, of that thing still screws my head up. That haunted, still freaks that's me out. That's the tulip staircase. I know it, it freaks me out still. Um,
3: God, but holding this cool book, picture. "Haunted Houses" by Larry Kettlecamp, published in 1969. In 1969, this was just a different version of a podcast. Right. So
2: wow, yeah, that was profound, Amber. Yep. And with that, Coy Felicia, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you know what? Yeah, it was our, our honor to have. I know, you I know we can't on. see
3: you in person, so next best thing.
2: Let's talk. You know, we. I'm sorry, we didn't really. Guy, we we've just been jabbering for the last hour and whatever here. And can we talk about the podcast, your podcast, for a second? I'm really sorry. Until Dawn. Uh, first off, there's there's the website. Where where can we find you guys at?
0: Um, I mean, really, you can just you can search Until Dawn podcast mm-hmm. and you know, we, will pop up. I mean, it's, the podcast is everywhere. I tried to find anywhere that I could put it out that way it was accessible to as many people, whether, you know, you have Android, Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes, I mean, right. I Heart radio. I think, I think I put it on iHeartRadio. Cool. like is, you know, so you can pretty much find it just about anywhere. It even anywhere. goes to
1: YouTube, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It even, yeah. The audio version just goes straight to, straight to YouTube as well. So. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm sorry. We didn't mention that We started gabbing here, and I, yeah. Well, we have an
3: intro to do yet still, too. We
2: still have that, and I have to say, also, you guys still do have the coolest stickers I've ever seen. Yeah, they are.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at one right now. Is it it, it the
2: one on the rack over there? Yeah. It's on the rack mount. Yeah, and there's one upstairs. I know we have it on the table up there, and we don't want to use it on anything, because we like it so much. It's such a beautiful (laughs) sticker. It was our honor, guys, to have you on the show tonight. Thank you we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. And I really hope the next time we talk, it'll be face to face with a beer in our hands. Yes, Please absolutely. Go. Ghostly talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed doing it. It really was a lot of fun. And on that note, I think that's all we got for this episode. So until next time, I'm Koi. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.